uh, oh, it's working. Thank you, everybody. I first of all thank you, Brother George, and uh, Brother Calvin Price, and Brother Samuel. He's not here, but we miss him. But we can tell him, Brother Samuel, we love you. And uh, I'm a little nervous because my English is not that good. It's a probably broken English. But uh, since it's going to be the word of God, we all will be understand that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise I want if uh, anybody who couldn't stand, please let's stand for a few minutes so we can receive the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus Christ, who is faithful, witness, born from the dead, and the ruler of the king of earth. He is a king of kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is risen, and his words are risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the difference between our God and other gods. Our God is risen, and his message is risen. Others' message may be risen, but their messenger is not risen. Our God is risen and His message is risen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our Lord Jesus says, All the power given unto me, heaven and earth. I am the first and the last. I am the living, I was dead. And behold, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys, death and Hades. Hallelujah. The voice of the Lord raised the dead. The voice of the Lord is powerful from everlasting to everlasting. Hallelujah. He speak. His word has power. Through him all things were made. In him was life. He was word is life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He and his words are fountain of life. Fountain of life. Where we get the life. Hallelujah. God be the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's more coming. We're going to raise our hand. Receive God's glory. Receive God's glory right now. We feel His presence. Hallelujah. We feel His presence. He's going to touch you tonight. He's going to touch you right now, brother. Hallelujah. He's going to set you free. We're all going to be set free tonight, today, right now. Hallelujah. We're going to receive His glory. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to receive His glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we pray that you open our heart. We can receive your glory, Lord. You set us free today. You set us free right now, Lord. Lord, maybe we came here, we have so many thoughts in our mind. Maybe we are thinking our own problem. Maybe we are thinking something which not glorify you. But God, please set us free. Put our concentration only on you and on your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord, please touch us. Heal us, Lord. Save us by your precious blood, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be the Lord. Hallelujah. We have seen his glory. Hallelujah. If God has planned for Abraham... He has planned for Moses, if he has planned for Noah, if he has planned for Isaac, if he has planned for Jacob, he has planned for you too. Hallelujah. Today, right now. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Thank you. 
first I want to share you a little testimony. And it has a very strong message into it too. And I won't be, we all be concentration on that, what the point is. Uh, we all know the transplant thing. And uh, my brother, he just, a uh, month ago, he had a transplant of liver. And uh, he'd been waiting for liver for almost from the last seven years. And uh, he was, finally he came at that stage where he was not able to survive. And uh, there's one level called, uh, I forgot what the level is, but when your liver is totally finished, then what happened, you lost that conscious and everything, and you end up in the hospital and then just wait there. And uh, he'd been fighting from last seven years, but uh, there was no donor that, you know, who could really offer him that liver. But then we also know that nowadays in our world, we have transplant, people are waiting for their hearts so they can get a new heart. Then we have people who are waiting for the lung transplant. But if they don't get that transplant, if they don't get that organ, eventually they will die. But some, they, when they do get that transplant for heart or liver or for the lungs, then they require type and match. So if the type and match won't work, then that organ has to go to somebody whom the type and match will work. And if that do work, then there's a problem about the rejection. That maybe that organ will reject their body, so they end up get sick and they die. So I was looking at, on internet, and I was looking how many people on a waiting list for the heart transplant, for liver, and for the lung. And those numbers are in hundreds of thousands numbers. So if they don't have donor, then I guess they will die eventually. Because those organs you can't get until person really die. You can't get from a living person that thing. But living person has to die to offer that organ. I don't know about you, but this thing, that story about my brother. A month ago, he was in his room in the hospital. And we were, we've been praying and all this time. And try to give him, you know, hope and everything. Pray to God. Out of nowhere, we almost thought, you know, if it's God's will, whatever happened will happen. But suddenly he got the call from the hospital and said that you have a liver that we can transplant for you. And uh, he was happy. And they took him into the hospital and they took almost 12 to 14 hours. They prayed him and then finally he got the liver. But somebody had to give life to have that liver for him to live. That clicked me in my mind right there that 2,000 years ago that donor gave life on the cross for us. That we have that transplant has been done. That transplant has been done for us for our eternal life. 
our sin has been given. That type and match is done. There is no need for type and match. Everybody who will confess their sin, come to the cross, they will have that transplant. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We have a great donor. A savior. By his precious blood, we've washed. He cleaned us. Today, I want to talk about some of the events and the conversation took place in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Those conversations and events totally had to do with the Lord. Nobody else. So that's why we want to concentration. What are those events and what are those conversations? Anything in the Bible is had to do only about God and the Lord Jesus Christ and his people. His communications, conversations, and those events. How many knows the burning bush stories? We all know that almost. The burning bush story is start actually, the Moses, he was taking care of his father-in-law's, those flocks, sheeps. Now, we all know the stories, but right when he let these sheep go to the west side, he went to the mountain of the Lord. Now, what happened that day, we don't know what Moses was thinking. It was a normal day for Moses. He must be thinking his past. He must be thinking his future. Or he must be thinking his present. But we don't know. He must be thinking something. But he thinking it was a normal day for him. But then suddenly, he saw the fire. He saw the burning bushes. And here come the midst of the fire. The voice of the Lord. Moses, Moses. That's why today you are thinking something. Only God knows. You are thinking present, future, your bills, credit card, payment. Tomorrow, Monday is coming. I have to pay that bill. You are thinking something. You are thinking maybe the Comcast bill is going to be too much. <laughs> maybe you are thinking... The Walmart is raising their price. But what Moses was thinking that day, that was not was God's plan. God's plan is when he has to speak, he does not see what you are thinking. He's going to put in your mind what his plan is. The moment God talked to Moses, the moment he heard the voice of the Lord, he said, here I am. Right that moment, the life of Moses has been changed. He became the savior for Israelites. God chose him. Now, let's go to the New Testament. In the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 8. The shepherds were doing the same thing. At night, they were taking care of their sheep and flocks. That night, they have no idea. Same story, same situation. 
Who knows what they were thinking? Anybody knows? We don't know. Because they were just human like us, what we are thinking right now, as I said earlier. They must be thinking their past, future problem. They were thinking about their sheep, that maybe somebody will come and break their house and take their sheep. Just like people break people's house and take gold, money and all other things. But here comes the angel. He said, I have a good news. Good news for you. That today in David City, the Savior has born. The Savior. Now, same thing, we could be thinking anything right now. But how God's going to individually speak to everybody. I want you to please pay attention for that. That this first part, Moses and those shepherds, what they were thinking, they didn't have a no clue. But God did came, the message came, that this is the plan. Let's go back in the New Old Testament again. We talk about Sarah and Abraham. The angel came to Sarah and Abraham. And God said, you're going to have a son. Abraham laughed. In that age, 100. And what Sarah said? She laughed. And that's what we do. We laugh. We laugh. When we think what is for us impossible, we think it's the same for God too. So she laughed. Huh, me, 90 years old lady, would I have son in that age? Let's take this picture in your mind. Now we're traveling, going to New Testament. Angel came to Mary. What angel said to Mary? You will be with the son. And what Mary said? Mary said, I'm virgin. I don't know the man. How come it is possible that I would have a son? Sarah said the same thing. How come I'm old? Mary said, I'm virgin. Don't know the man. How come? Both ladies were thinking this is impossible. Because they were human beings. They were thinking it is impossible for God. For old age, 90, no way. A virgin, don't know the man, no way. Impossible. But when God has planned... For Israelites, he chose the Savior Moses. And when God has planned for the whole world, he chose Mary to have, give birth to Jesus Christ. For ladies, but interesting thing, both their son has to have sacrificed. Her come out of love, all the promises God made with Abraham, he said to Abraham, Now the son I gave you, go ahead, bring him for sacrifice. Out of love, Abraham, he took his son, just like I take, brother, brother, can you walk with me for a second? I take this Isaac, my son, to sacrifice. God gave me. This beautiful son after a long time promised son. But I took him as God told me because I love the Lord because he told me so I have taken my son to sacrifice. 
I'm taking my son to sacrifice. Brother, you can sit. Abraham taking his son to sacrifice. Now, I want you to please pay attention. Out of love, Abraham taking his son. He put the words on his son. He take the servants with him. So God told him, I'll tell you the place where you come and bring your son for sacrifice. Here is God. He is walking with Jesus Christ. Taking his son to sacrifice. Abraham did not tell his wife that what's going to take place. Abraham did not tell his son what's going to happen. Maybe deep down Abraham was thinking, it's going to hurt me when I slay my son. Or how much it will hurt me before I hurt my son. He was thinking all this. He was thinking the pain he was going to have. He was thinking the pain his son going to go through. He was thinking all this, but at the same time, he was trusting the Lord. He was trusting the Lord. Then finally, his son asked him, Father, we have the words. We have the knife. Where is the lamb? He said, God will provide the lamb. But here we see something interesting. The son, Isaac, taking the words with him. The instrument of the death for himself. He was taking those words. Jesus Christ was taking his cross to going to that place of Calvary. He was taking his stuff with him to die on it. Here come they put the altar. And when they made the altar, they put the Isaac on the altar. Isaac did not scream. He did not say anything. Jesus Christ did not say anything. So obediently, he gave his life on the cross. So do Isaac was there. But as soon the father was going to slay his son, the angel, the voice of the Lord came there. Please stop. Please stop. But here come... When they put the nail in Jesus' hand, in his feet, no voice came from heaven. No voice came from heaven at all. Abraham, I love your son. I saved your son because I love your son more than you love. But when the time comes, I will not save my son. I will give my son to the world. He said, no voice came from heaven that please save my son. Please save my son, Jesus Christ. No voice came from heaven. What happened to me? This is God's impression. I am a powerful God. I made heaven and earth. Please, angel, save my son, Jesus Christ. What happened to me? Why I cannot save my son, Jesus Christ? What happened? Please, somebody help me. Please, angel, save my son. Please, is there any power can save my son, Jesus Christ? No, why? I'm a father. 
I'm a God. I'm a powerful God. Why I cannot save my son? Then God realized, if I saved my son, who's going to save those people? Who's going to save those people? Then God said, I know why I cannot save my son. Because I love the world so much that I gave my only begotten son. Only begotten son. Here come interesting time. Hallelujah. Here come Abraham. Stop that. Slain his son. And God provide for him a lamb. God provide him a lamb. But then we see something very interesting. Amazing. We see when Israelites has to leave Egypt. God said, I can only save Israelites if I see the blood on the doors of the Lamb. If I see the Lamb blood on the doors, I will pass over and I will save them. Because the blood will be the sign. The blood was on the doors, top, bottom, on the side. When God will see the blood of His Son on the cross, what do you think He will not set you free? Yes, that blood will set you free. That was the blood of sign for Israelites, just from one country to other country. But here is the sign of the salvation. When God will see the blood of His Son on the cross, which is shed for us, don't you think He will forgive us? Don't you think He will save us? Yes, He will save us. Finally, moments came. And here come the finally moments. Israelites were leaving Egypt. And when they all done everything, there is a Red Sea right there. They have to cross the Red Sea. Pharaoh's horses was after them. They had a big, big, big trouble that how we're going to cross that Red Sea. But Lord said to Moses... Go ahead, stretch your hand. And go ahead, divided the sea into two. And the sea was divided into two. Christ was on the cross. The moment Christ gave life on the cross, what happened? The curtain, the veil of the temple tore from the top to bottom. Then he opened the place, opened the door for heavenly life. He said, whoever enter will get to receive everlasting life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The moment Christ gave life, the curtain from top to bottom. This is another sign for that. When Jesus Christ was taking to the heads from top to bottom. Bible said he went down in Hades and he set the souls there. He set the free those souls there. Top to bottom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Those were the words when we see in Old Testament, God spoke to Moses. Those were the plans. Abraham, Moses, they are not here with us today. That was the story then. But God was, was with them then. And it's the same God who is with us today. If you remember...
when the world was made, when the universe was made, the universe was the first one who heard the voice of the Lord. And when the man was made, he heard the voice of God. In this universe where we are sitting today, disciples were sitting in the boat. Big storm came. And they said, Jesus, get up. Don't you see? We're going to be destroyed. And he woke up. And he calmed the storm. And they said, who is that? Even the storm, the wind, they hear his voice. They recognize his voice. That this is the voice of God. This is the voice of God. The universe hear his voice. That this is his voice. This is the same voice. It is interesting. When any time. When we have our own things in our hand. They are nothing. When our thoughts are in us. They are nothing. We think they are something. But they are nothing. When things come in God's hand, when we see the water come in Christ's hand, what happened to the water? It's turned to wine. When we see the three bread and two fishes come into Christ's hands, what happened? It's multiply. When we see our life come into God's hands, what happened? We get eternal life. When the blind come to Christ, they are able to see. Interesting, when those two blind came to Christ, what happened? Bible does not tell us that how long they've been blind. But think, they've probably been blind their whole life. Or maybe they've been blind forever. Or maybe they've been blind from the last 10, 20 years. But they were looking for Savior. They were looking something that somebody one day will come and heal our eyes. But finally, they went to Jesus and they asked him, Please, we have a faith, you can heal us. He said, your faith healed you. And the moment they opened their eyes, who did they say? They see Jesus. All this time they were blind, but the moment they opened their eyes, they are able to see Jesus. And this is what happened the day Today or tomorrow, the moment we will die, if we die in Christ, the moment we will open our eyes, we're going to see Jesus. Amen. If you remember the story, that paralytic, we have to remember that. The church, great audience, great people. But we have to bring more people to the Lord. Not to the church, but to the Lord. And when we bring people to the Lord, people will come to hear the word of God. But what we have to do, we have to fight those obstacles or whatever come on the way for us. Now, it's an interesting story in the Bible when we see that. When they heard that Christ came in the town, and the people were all over in the town. And they brought one man. 
it was the bed they brought, and there were four men. And they brought this man to Jesus. But think for a second. When they brought this man, there was no way to bring this man close to Jesus Christ. What did they do? They tear the roof to bring this man to Jesus Christ so he can be healed. Do we have that faith like four men that we can bring to people to the church or bring people to the Lord? We need this type of faith. Once we set free, there's an Easter coming. We're all going to celebrate Easter. We just, our pockets are empty because we celebrate Christmas. But the pockets were empty, but our thoughts, which not glorify Lord, they are not empty. They are still with us. We got so many bills because we bought so much to give to our relative and all this. But think for a moment. If we've been celebrating this Christmas over and over, year and every year, and we are going to celebrate Easter, and we will be celebrating but remember, if we are doing that, why we celebrate our children's birthday? We celebrate our children's birthday because we love them and we are happy that you know, they are a year old or 10 years old. I don't know when Brother Calvin's birthday is, or, you know, but parents or the family, they will be happy. But when we celebrate the birth of Christ, we've got to remember the very first thing. That is, his birth is, that's the incarnation birth. His real origin is before the world was made. Before the universe was made. Amen? Amen. But remember, if this birth took place, it is only taking place because he's going to set us free. This birth is for our redemption. For our salvation. And if we been celebrating those Easter's and Christmas all year and every year. But do we ever come close to and see if we are set free? Because if we are not set free, there is no reason for us to celebrate those. There is no way. No way. We need to see if we are set free. And if we are set free, then we need to be like those four people who bring their friend to the Lord. If we are saved, we need to save the souls. That's when we see we are set free and we're going to send others to set free. That's the word and that's the word of God in the Bible through Moses, through Abraham. All these people were just like us. They didn't have no wings. They didn't have no cars. I was talking to earlier, Brother George, in the book of Acts, we see all the disciples. How did they did work all this, the gospel, the good news? Our good news is this, that in the world, what we have. But remember, brother and sister, there is nothing in the world that will be there forever. Nothing. Man thinks, if I bring my word to you preach, I will be fail. If brother will bring his word, he will be fail. 
If this choir will sing their own song, there would be no Christ, they will be failed. But I tell you what, they were singing the word of God today. And I was blessed. I was anointed by their singing. Amen? Any time when we have our own plan, we will be failed. Today, United Nations and United States of America offer us hope. But think United States or United Nations. Before they even start their program or anything, they don't even pray. United Nations, they don't even pray. And how come they tell the world they're going to save the world? United States tell other part of the world, we will save the country, we will intervene. But how come when in the churches, in the schools we go there, there is no word? And the word set us free. And that word set us free. No, these are the things we got to think. We can read Bible day and night. We can read Bible over and over. We can read and complete. But until we don't in, encounter with Jesus Christ, until we don't come to the cross and not receive that salvation, until we don't see that we are set free, we're not going to see that. We will be giving people false hope. This lady, young lady, this brother singing the word for the Lord. You are all here. But remember, when you just receive the glory of God, he has planned for you just he has planned for Israelite. He chose Moses. You all individually, myself, we all here, not traditionally every Sunday come to the church. No. If this God, the God we just talked and we are talking about, we're just celebrating a history, black history, African history. But there is one history which never finished. It's been there and will be there. And we belong to that history. And if we bring that history to everybody, believe me, each individual have goal in their life that I want to set the soul free the way I'm set free. This meeting will be over in a few minutes. Then next Sunday will come. Somebody sleep in the church. Somebody awake. Somebody listen. This will be over. Our sleeping will be over. Our thinking will be over. Many, many Sundays will come. But the word of God will never finish.